0: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter, is here. KP, happy Thursday.
1: Yeah, happy Thursday to you, Rick. Uh, I thought it was a really fun day. You know, uh, Pebble, we talked about this. I wrote about it before the tournament. Uh, it, it's just been, it's had bad fields. Uh, there's, there's not really another way to say that. And at one point we had like half the Ryder Cup in the in the top 6. It was uh it was it was super fun and it was it's Pebble, right? So it's great views, great I don't know, just I was I was very uh, I was very encouraged and and uplifted by the events of today.
0: I, I enjoyed it as well. That that star-studded field, or excuse me, that star-studded top of the leaderboard did get a little bit of a shift late. We'll yes. talk about that, but uh, we have to jump into the new PGA Tour Enterprises announcement. This is obviously something that has been in the works for the last couple of months, but let's just lay it out on the table and see where we stand. Uh, yesterday, the PGA Tour announced the new PGA Tour Enterprises, that's a brand new entity, uh, that is getting a $3 billion investment and partnership through Strategic Sports Group, SSG, that's the Fenway Group, all these uh, you know, sports owners, what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. And it became official, KP, uh, a billion and a half in equity for the players making this the first, uh, sports organization, or at least American or North American sports organization where players have equity in the league and another one and a half billion in investments. That's about as much as we know about the details of how that money will be spent, but it, it is coming in.
1: Yeah. I, you know, it's, I think this is one of those things that no matter how you analyze or evaluate it right now, you're going to look dumb five years from now, right? And, and I think it's also, you can talk yourself into into kind of anything with this. I, I think that's how sort of amorphous it is because you look at it and you're like, hey, $3 billion. Um, I guess for, for the purposes of, of the argument I'm about to make, it's really a billion and a half we can do some things with that right we can we can improve some things we can go down the list of of ways to make the league more efficient and better and a better product and and all these different things but then the flip side of that is is this is this who you trust to to do so right and and i think you could you could probably talk yourself into the strategic sports group being trustworthy because I think their track record in other sports is is really good. I mean, just legitimately is. PJ Tour, I don't know. I mean, what, are they trustworthy when it comes to product improvement? I I I don't know that you can say yes with straight face, right? So I I don't know. I don't really know how to feel. I, I don't. I, I th- I'm like cautiously optimistic and kind of excited, but very wary about how all this is gonna going to play out.
0: I absolutely trust that they will make this better.
1: Unfortunately,
0: I'm not sure I agree with what the definition of better is is going to be. Right. Or who that's going to be for. Mm-hmm. I think that it is going to be amazing for high-end professional golfers. I think that there are going to be a lot of great corporate outings and sponsorship opportunities and crossover into some of these other sports with owners in the NFL and baseball. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff like that. I have yet to, to see or hear one thing that might make this experience better for fans.
1: Yeah. Where do you, is that, I, I think I have two questions that are sort of outstanding for for you and for myself because you know a lot of this. I think I, th- I think some of this you know people they want you to evaluate or analyze it like it's the Ravens Chiefs game where it's it's done and and you're like well this is what Lamar should have done better or this is why Mahomes is going to his fourth Super Bowl or whatever and it's like. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it works like that. I think we have to get three, four, seven, ten years out before we can legitimately evaluate. You mentioned it off the top. That's so different than anything else, right? Like it's so because it even like players don't even have equity allegedly in the teams that they're on, right? Like like Otani doesn't have equity allegedly in the Angels. Right. Even weirder, it would be even more strange if he had equity in Major League Baseball, right? Like as a whole. Uh, sorry, Dodgers. My bad. I've, I, I didn't even catch that, that. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> uh, where, so where do you stand on that? Because I think there's, a, I think there's some interesting arguments to be made there.
0: I think on the surface, the easy explanation is that, well, hey, now they are more invested in the future of the league, right? If you own, let's just say, let's say Rory McIlroy owns 1% equity in the PGA Tour. Uh, if if the PGA Tour ceases to exist, that is like a lot of lost money for Rory. He is incentivized to go out and promote and do things and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that, what I also think that does is I think it siphons a lot of money out of the league uh to fund this program in which there should already be a lot of incentive for these guys to have um their livelihood right the idea if you have a if you are in a very desirable position whatever that is in the world you want that position that company that whatever to continue to succeed and grow so there's more opportunity you can continue to be the best and you can continue to make a lot of money at it i think that half of this investment half of it uh going into vesting equity for the players is is basically removing half of the investment from the ecosystem
1: I- Yes, I, I agree with that. Um I I think what's really difficult to measure is and and we don't know the details of any of this yet, but how what does that equity look like 25 years from now? Right. Where some you know seven year old right now is becomes a PGA tour player like like i uh, so for example i have equity in cbs as a corporation paramount i guess now is what the corporation is it's not a ton but th- this is not uncommon when you work at a corporation you get you get shares of their stock right like that's part of the compensation plan now those shares because there's so many people and it's been such a long time they're not uh they're they're it's difficult to maintain the value of them even if you have a lot of them over a long period of time because what has to happen rick you have to keep getting bigger you have to keep generating more revenue and it's like i think there's kind of a cap on this may like probably you know and so i just i I wonder if those will even be a if the equity will even be valuable when you get 25 years in and all of a sudden 10,000 people have equity in the pga tour
0: and the other thing is, um, me. Well, maybe I'm not a good example. I, well, no, I am a good example because I do not. I, I am not part of the the you know stock plan at Paramount, mm-hmm. but I can go buy a Paramount stock, right? You know, Joe Average can go, and you know, Elon Musk could buy up a percentage of stock in a company. That's different than what's happening here, unless unless they're going to open up PGA Tour Enterprises and make and have it go public and let other people invest, right? Because y- you have this 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 insulated group of people that, again, all I think is going to happen is right. It's going to one remove that investment from the ecosystem because these guys are just going to put it in their bank accounts, mm-hmm. and it is also going to be continue and to be diluted. Over time, as more guys get into the program, unless they are constantly and maybe they plan to keep adding more to it, which would require the TBGA Tour Enterprises to continue to grow, more investments to come in that are being earmarked just for equity.
1: Like, they're well, that, that's the thing. Like, they're not getting, and I, I, we're sort of talking through this as we're going, but they're not getting pieces of paper like shares, right? They're getting actual they're getting 1.5 billion dollars, right?
0: That's my understanding and it says, you know, these grants will vest over time based on career achievements, uh, uh recent accomplishments, future participation, services to the PGA Tour membership status. So it's kind of like the way that I read that is, you know, there's already a, you know, a retirement plan in place for the PGA Tour <laughs> that <laughs> that plays that like, you know, based on how many cuts you make and all this stuff like money goes into it. That's kind of what it seems like and then after Hey, maybe after a year, you can take out so much of that. And after two years, more of that vests. And after three, you know, that that's the way that I read it.
1: So at some point that, again, because it's not shares, you can't just like make more of them. Mm-hmm. That money runs out and you're like, well, sorry, you should have been around in 2024. Or unlike
0: shares, if you want to sell your shares, you need someone to buy them.
1: The whole thing is just you know I think the, the I, I want to talk about the Pif real quick before we get to 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 Pebble. I think the other part that I just feel wary about man is the players and Sean Zach tweeted this out they retained a lot of control in PJ Tour Enterprises, right? And 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 I, I like Jordan Spieth. I, I enjoy talking to him. Um, I like Webb Simpson. I've really enjoyed talking to him. I don't know if it's good for any league to have its players running the league. Right. It's like I, I know, I know they're like, well, SSG is going to, we're going to consult with it. And it's like, I just like, yeah, but like you have, you have control and power. And I, I don't, think that's a good thing I, I feel like I've been pretty adamant about this for a, a long time now that it's really and, and I guess they would argue look we're aligning incentives because now we have equity in the league growing and getting bigger but growing revenue isn't always aligned with the fans incentive right like it seems like it is but <laughs> it is not yeah like I I just <laughs> I I don't know I I, I don't um, I, I, I don't love that part of it. There is a common
0: saying that I think fits this situation, uh, that the patients are now running the asylum, which is usually, it's usually a warning. That's usually not a good thing. That is something that has happening right now on PGA tour. This does not include the PIF. Yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, SSG the PGA tour, DP world tour, the new enterprises, the PIF public Infe- investment fund of Saudi Arabia is not in this. Now there um, there's kind of, I don't want to say conflicting reports, but you know, the, the official, the official press releases say those, you know, those negotiations are still ongoing. More investment could be coming kind of, if you hear, like ugh, those negotiations might not be going so great, obviously with John Rom and Terrell Hatton and live starting their season this week in Mayakoba. Um, So it, there still might be this two league system that we have.
1: Did you see speech comments yesterday? You know what? I did not. I saw Rory's comments. I saw that speech was asked about it,
0: but I did not see what he
1: said. He, he, I, I'm going to paraphrase. We don't need the exact quote. I don't think, but he basically said like, we don't, and, and this has been a pretty common thing that other guys have said. I think, I think Webb might've said it, somebody else. Like essentially we don't, we don't, but we're not operating as if we need the PIF. and you're like, well, maybe mm-hmm. hope so. You know, like I, I, I just, <sighs> you know, I, I, I threw this question out on Twitter. Cause we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday, but is the, does, does SSG, view the PIF as more a bigger risk or threat inside or outside of the of the group like do they want them in or do they want them out where where's the greater risk and i think the greater risk is if they are outside of the the moat uh the literal and figurative moat at the at the global headquarters in in pontevedra um i i i I think it's fascinating that ssg is given Not given. They've invested three billion dollars into a league that has lost what ten percent of its top talent, something something like that, with no real end in sight. I I just the the whole PIF thing is like, and that's that's the part where I kind of look at it and I'm like, cool, you got three billion dollars, congratulations, like that's great. I'm I'm very happy that you guys are all going to be a lot richer why don't you why don't you come holler at me whenever everybody's playing together again
0: yeah and um if there is no end in sight and you think three billion dollars is going to do it it's not (laughs) (laughs) we've seen that so hopefully they know about an end in sight better than we do we could talk about this all night we've got pebble beach to continue cover two golf courses uh fun day of golf we'll talk about that after a quick word from our partners Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution? Through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So, if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything. Works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating off, all you have to do is go to Viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, And we're back, KP. Let's go uh, course by course here. We'll start with Spyglass. That did play easier on Thursday by a little more than a half shot, 1.6 under par. The biggest name over at Spyglass was Rory McElroy, who had this thing rocking and rolling, was six under with four holes to play. He was the sole leader at the time before he made a bogey on six, a bogey on seven asterisks a bogey on eight and a par on nine we would then find out that the drop that he took on seven was a bad drop he was assessed a two-stroke penalty changing that bogey into a triple on a par five and he goes from a round that was cruising bogey free at six under to finishing
1: at 71 one under par yeah, I got a text from somebody after he, he got to six under. Uh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got to six under after the fifth hole on the back. Yes, and I got a text from somebody in the media, uh, that was like, It's Rory's year, this is it, he's gonna <laughs> win everything. L- literally bogey, 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 and really bogey, triple bogey, uh, over the next three holes, and it and it evaporated. Uh, not. Not good. Not not a good start. I mean, I was certainly more surprised by the ending than the beginning. He's been playing such good golf. You know, I know I know the Middle East is not you know it's not super strong fields, but his golf has been so consistently great for such a long time that the floor just seems incredibly high. And then he the the drop on on uh, what was that seven was just weird and bad and he was using an old rule and just a bunch of normal sports stuff. Right. So um, he's got work to do. I mean, I think he can do it. He played, hit it. He hit it. I thought he hit it very well. Uh, he just the ending was kind of a disaster. Hat tip for
0: not calling a rules official in and just going with it and doing your thing. But in this case, probably probably should have called somebody and gotten
1: are you pro just like playing as fast as you can and and moving on? Or do you think, are you pro always bringing in a, a rules official?
0: I think that the athletes should be aware enough of the rules of their sport, um, to, to be able to do this without calling a rules official in for every little thing. I think in some situations, it's clearly obvious what is going to happen. And these guys call somebody in to take, you know, sprinkler sprinkler head relief when it is just completely unnecessary or cart path relief. Um, but you got to execute it right. Like, there's no point. There's no point in in trying to play fast if you're not going to get it right. And in this case, I don't know what the situation was. I imagine there's a ton of waiting because it's a pro am. In this case, he probably should have called somebody in. But in general, like, you don't need to call somebody in to take relief from a cart path.
1: Was there, was there not somebody over? The, I thought there was somebody over there. I don't know. I was kind of in and out. Um, you know what would suck is to be a caddy in this situation. Yes. Because as a caddy, you're the one that can kind of step in and be like the emergency break for your player, right? Yeah. And yeah. The, I mean, the 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 we've talked about the rule book before. It's preposterous. Like you're changing rules that got implemented four years ago. It's so impossible to know every specific detail right it's not impossible to know like the main stuff and just the general concepts but it's such a like a club length right like this way or that way and if it rolls it's fine if it doesn't it's not fine that stuff like that is just it's exhausting and i don't know how anybody ever remembers any of it
0: agree with that. We, the, the rules are, are wonky. Ricky Fowler goes out and shoots a five under 67 bogey free by far the best round that we have seen from Ricky basically since he won last year. Yeah, Ricky Fowler.
1: He didn't, uh, I didn't realize this. I, I, I was off the weekend of the American express and I just didn't really notice him at, at Kapalua, but he was bad. He finished 56 at Capua missed the cut at American Express, and just has not uh, – he's just not played good golf. And so I thought it was cool to see him. He talked about warming up for this by playing two rounds at Cyprus. Is that, is that good? Is that fun? Uh, but, yeah, he, he's I, – and I was wrong about this. Hand up. I thought he – Rick, I thought he was going to win – Uh, Detroit last year and then kind of take off a little bit and he has not he's he's gone the other way and that's been disappointing because I I thought he was kind of whatever back means I I thought he was gonna I thought he was ready to be like a top 15 top 10 guy again and I don't I don't I mean he's kind of shown that he's not. Uh, we'll do two more. We'll hit the leader and we'll, we'll get
0: out of here. Patrick can't lay eight under 64 over at spyglass bogey free clinical. He made birdies on, he started on the back. So that's 13, 17, 18, one and two. So that's a four hole, uh, birdie streak. And then he gets another at five, two more at seven and eight. So, um, yeah, this is kind of what he does at this event.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what he does in general, right? Uh, the start starting tournaments hadn't been the problem shut 65 last week at tory to open then he then he dropped to like t54 by the end of the week so it for him it's just about maintaining and and actually winning and not just shooting good rounds and coming in i think he's finished t4 t5 his last two starts at pebble maybe t3 t4 something like that so it's um it's all about getting a win it it you know he hasn't won in a long time. I mean, for, for a player of his caliber, I, I don't mean for the Peter Malnati's of the world, but it's been since the end of 2022 that, that Patrick Cantlay has won.
0: Colin Morikawa shot one of the better rounds over at Pebble Beach, a five under 67. He said afterwards, he's just trying to relax a little more, not put so much pressure on himself. We saw the same thing last week where he got off to a hot start at Torrey Pines. Now he missed the cut after a bad Friday. He doesn't have to worry about that, that, this time around but colin I, I we've talked about this a lot is playing really good golf it just is It it's all gotta just come together for him
1: yeah do you think it's a do you think it's a putting four rounds together type thing uh, he, he seems yeah i I, th- I thought with both of these guys that it would be like big time years and granted we're still it's first day of February like February it's first cut, cut them some slack it's very early I just I, I you know I I think they've shown flashes so far this year but both him and Cantley have just been a little more inconsistent than than maybe I would have thought
0: uh Xander Shoffley hit two in the Pacific oh. on 18
1: brutal he's my one and done
0: he goes from two under to one over triple on 18 that's the par five uh at at pebble yeah that was not that was not pretty
1: that was atrocious
0: let's see the betting board josh because they are all chasing down one thomas dietrich who got in with a flurry three birdies in a row including a chip in Uh, He is 10 to one to win this golf tournament. Patrick Cantlay, probably no surprise. The heavy favorite to win at three to one. Colin Morikawa at 11. Scotty Shuffler at 12. Matthew Pavone right back in the mix. Seven under is 16 to one. JT's there as well. So uh, they're going to flip KP, go to the other course tomorrow and, and level this thing up.
1: Yeah. Give me, give me JT at 16 and give me whatever Rory's at. If he's, if he's. Obviously, he's not on this board, so he's longer than 22.
0: He's 28.
1: Yeah, give me all of that.
0: Uh, I'm with yes, J, JT at 16, who is uh T8 and shot a four under 68 and big believer. Love that. And yeah, I don't know, that's that's the one I like most tonight. We'll we'll kind of see as everything,
1: yeah. Out. Sheffler gets a lot of respect with this man. He He's he's three under, which was uh, you know. It was a decent round, but it's also Spyglass is a stroke easier. Uh, he's behind JT on the leaderboard, and he but he's ahead of him on the betting board. I I don't I don't know that I agree with that, uh, but he 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 gets a ton of more. cow is also interesting here. Uh, what did Victor finish out? Is he three under also? Yeah,
0: I think he made birdie on the last to get. That's to- right. Yeah, he did. 18 holes in the books. We've got 54 more to go. We'll be back after each and every single one of those rounds. And for now, I thank producer Josh. Here's all the hard work behind the scenes. KP can be found on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.